Hey, what's up? Yo! Oh, hello! It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday. The... I don't want to touch my phone because it's charging and it's not moving, but there's glare on the screen! 16th of February, 2021. Oh, mate! Fuck what a week it's been. Oh my God. I didn't even know when I was going to record this podcast, but I am at West Head... Uh, West Head Lookout, currently sitting in a hire car, um, an hour and a half north of Sydney, and oh my god, where to begin? <sighs> Everyone in Melbourne is locked down. If you're listening from Melbourne, I hope you're okay. Um, if you're listening from anywhere else, just remember, if and in Australia that in Melbourne, everyone hates you right now. It's just, it's a l- full of hatred. I can't believe I got out. It's insane that I got out. Uh, I, I booked this trip up to Sydney for a week to do gigs like a month ago or three weeks ago or something. And then the cases kept rising through last week and they were talking, maybe it's going to be a lockdown. They announced the press conference on Friday. My flight was Friday morning at 10 a.m., I got to the airport, still good, still good, and um, got on the plane, got off the plane. The press conference was like when I was in the cab on the way from the airport to the hostel where I was staying, and when I was in the cab, the fucking press conference, they announced stage four lockdowns for five days across the entire state of Victoria, and... I would have expected that I'd felt like I would have felt, you know, excited and stuff, but I just was fucking bummed. But I think secretly kind of in the back of my mind, I knew, or I just suspected that something was going to happen that affected me. And, uh, so I got to, I was going to be staying at a friend's place, but then something happened with that where someone else needed a room, um, kind of urgently. So I couldn't stay there. So last minute I had to book into this hostel in Bondi. And, uh, so I check into the hostel and then I go and get like some food and sit down and charge my phone and my laptop in this cafe and just, you know, answer a few emails and shit. I'd had, oh my God, man. Last week, I just let my admin build up so hard. I'd started this new job Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday induction, Wednesday, Thursday, 10 hour days. And, um doing those hours and then also doing gigs at night just reminded me of what it was like to actually have a proper full-time job and be trying to gig all the time. I didn't have any time to write. I was feeling very frustrated about that. And I, uh, was just fucking running myself ragged. I, I ended up missing a gig on Thursday, which I've never happens. I forgot that I had a gig and missed it. Um, and I felt really bad to the dude who booked that. I think he was pretty pissed, rightly so. I just completely forgot that I was on the lineup at all. I was just hanging out with my girlfriend. So that was a bummer. But that was when my head was just, I was completely frazzled, man. I must've had like 30 unanswered emails all from just separate people, you know, that needed me to do shit. And I just kept seeing them stack up going, I'm going to answer those on Friday. I'm like messaging people going, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer this email now. I'm going to answer it in a few days time when I have a moment. Like I just felt like I had no fucking time to myself. Um, but 
you know, got through all of that Friday, whatever, and then uh, get into Sydney. I'm answering those emails. I was talking to a lovely man named Michael at the cafe who uh, was very chatty. He was a property developer. Fuck, they make them different in Sydney, don't they? Uh, <laughs> this guy just telling me I didn't understand a word of what this cunt was saying, man. Just like talking about you got to develop this property, but you don't settle on the, when you buy, apparently, right. When you buy a bit of land for $10 million, the settlement might not be for another year. So from what I understood, he was saying you could buy it, not settle for a year. So then you have to get financing to get that settled, but not for a year or two years or something, mate, sometimes. And so you can sell it for more money than what you bought it for and get that money and then use that money to settle. And then you, you're never even out of pocket. And maybe you made like 500 grand or something. I don't fucking know. I had no idea what this dude was talking about. He used to work in finance and, you know, now he's a property developer. And it's just like, you are just inventing money. He was a really lovely guy to talk to actually. And he was, you know, seemed very interested in the fact that I was a comedian, which is always nice. It's always nice when people are interested in my line of work. I had to chat to him about that. And then, yeah, I just was, I was interested in what he was doing, but he was explaining it to me and he's clearly really fucking into it, but it just made no sense whatsoever. And just to be playing with like money in that way is also just so scary. Apparently he sets up companies for every deal. You set up a company for when you're buying a bit of property. So you're like almost ring fencing your finances. So if that deal goes bad, then you declare bankruptcy with that company, but you personally don't have to declare bankruptcy and all the other deals are okay. And it just, it's just fucking people that just, you know, I've spent 10 years. I'm by the way, a big thing for me right now is I'm starting to just say, I've been doing comedy for 10 years. My first gig ever was the 15th of August, 2011 which is almost 10 years ago. I've been saying forever though that I started comedy when I moved to Melbourne, which was June, uh, July, 2012. So I've almost been going eight years by that metric, eight, nine years, nine years. Yeah. But I've just started going, you know what? Fuck it. 10 years is 10 years. It's 10 years since my first gig. Just, you know, for a long time, I would say the one that made it a, a shorter amount of time because then it sounds better for how far I am. But now I'm like, well, you know what? there are people that have been gone for four years that are further along than me. So let's just, let's just call it 10. <laughs> Bite the fucking bullet and stop trying to impress people. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing comedy for 10 years and thinking about comedy and learning that. And this guy has spent his adult life just learning about money and how money works and, and how, to buy things and sell things and, oh, do you know what I mean? You just learn that. And I mean, I, surely that guy can't derive, this is the only way I can ever sleep at night. Surely that guy can't derive the same joy out of <laughs> just fucking people out of money as I do out of comedy. And here's what I was kind of comparing with him. I was like, it's so wild to me because in that world, it's a zero sum game. There's only a certain amount of money and a certain amount of property to go around. And so whenever you make money, you're taking it, you're invariably taking it out of someone else's pocket. 
someone makes money, that means someone else lost money. But for me, and, and that's his peers, you know, one of his peers or one of the people in his industry lost that money if he's making it. Or maybe not. Maybe he could be making it from the general public. I don't know. But just seems like it's a real, you know, dog eat dog kind of thing. Whereas with stand-up, as much as it may seem like that, and that kind of feeds into jealousy at times, actually the way that it works is like if I do well or if a friend of mine does well and does something great, like, uh, oh, my mate Brett Blake just got a special to air on 10 or 10, I don't know what it's called, some subsidiary of 10, like 10 fresh or 10, <laughs> 10 woohoo or whatever the fuck stupid ass names they call their other channels, 10 crunch. <laughs> just like biting into a muesli bar. <laughs> Crunchy, yum, entertainment. <laughs> um, he got a special on on ten zip it or whatever, and um, you know that's sick. Brett's super funny and he works real hard and and that's amazing that he's done that and he's been promoting that this week. And him doing that doesn't take away from me and I'm one of his peers and him. The fact that he got that doesn't. I don't lose anything, you know? It's not like he took that opportunity away from me. He just got that. And it doesn't, it's actually irrelevant to me. Other than, if anything, it's better for me because that just means there's more comedy out there. It's like Coke or Pepsi, whatever, as long as you're still drinking fizzy drinks or whatever the saying is. Um, <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if Coca-Cola Amatil consider themselves to be in the fizzy drink business. Hey, what do you do, man? Oh, I'm a property developer. What do you do? I'm in fizzy drinks. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're in fizzy drinks, you're making way better bank than you are as a property developer. This guy kept talking about, the property developer guy kept talking about um, Lebanese people. It's <laughs> like, you know, like in property, you, you know, dealing with, you know, these big conglomerates and then you're dealing with like, and look, I'm not racist, but just like, you know, Lebanese people. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that mean, bro? <laughs> I mean, if anything, if you're uh, talking about these people, like they're the kinds of, you know, that's the race of people that are in property. I mean, that speaks very well of their community, doesn't it? No one's like, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of, and I don't mean to be whatever, but comedians, you know, comedians always buying property. No, I don't know, mate. It's, we are, we are not doing that. Evidently the Lebanese are on top of it. And I reckon the only guy was, the only reason this guy was talking about them in hushed tones is because he's scared. He's scared of the Lebanese, scared of what they can do. The kind of moves they're making. I don't know. If you're Lebanese out there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe get in a property because it would seem, um, based on the assumptions of Michael, the property developer who I met in bills in Bondi, that your people have a predisposition towards being a mogul in the property space. Anyway, fucking, what am I talking about? Um, so I got into Sydney talking to this guy and I'm talking about comedy and I'm like, you know, I got these gigs and these gigs, but there was this little niggling fear in the back of my mind going, do I have these gigs? Um, because I knew that lockdown had been announced and I just, I, there was a real vibe around everyone who I spoke to where it was just like, oh, you came from Melbourne. 
oh, you know, like, oh, a bit just suspicious. And, uh, I, I mean, I was, you know, I was scared. I was like, did I do something wrong by leaving? Have I somehow broke? I, kn- I didn't technically break the rules, but then at like five o'clock on Friday, uh, the health office for New South Wales, whatever the cunt is, um, they announced that anyone who was in Melbourne for the 14 days prior would have to go into lockdown as if they were still in Melbourne, but in Sydney. And I, that just fucked me up, man. It really, really sucked because I was like, well, you know, that, I was so angry. I was just like, I didn't do anything fucking wrong. You know, I didn't leave like at the last minute. I didn't try. I wasn't even trying to flout the rules or whatever. I was just trying to go and do my fucking gigs. And, you know, all the emotions came back from lockdown. Um, And also it was just like, well, I can't, how the fuck am I supposed to lock down? Because I'm in Sydney and I'm staying in a hostel. I don't have anywhere to go to lockdown. I'm staying in a six bed dorm with other people. Um, so I went and got a COVID test on Friday afternoon and immediately I just decided that that was the thing was it was, I was like, it's almost, here's the self pity coming out, but here we go. It's almost worse to be having to lock down in a city where no one else has to lock down. Cause then I'm just surrounded by all these people who, you know, they're just allowed to fucking be out in the world. And I, they were saying that I would have to wear a mask when I was walking around. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's just going to draw attention to me. People are going to be like, why is this cunt wearing a mask at the beach? And no one else is. He must be from Melbourne. Give him a wide berth. I felt like a pariah, like a fucking leper in biblical times. Oh, it was awful. And then how funny is this? I, uh, I'll tell the rest of the story in a sec, but, the, um, I, I've long story short, I've been able to do my gigs. I, maybe I'll just tell the rest of the story now. I've been able to do my gigs because they changed the health advice on Saturday. So I didn't get to do my Friday, Saturday gigs that I had booked. I got the negative test on Saturday afternoon, but the guy who was running those gigs was still erring on the side of caution, which I completely understand. Um, I was obviously bummed, but you know, it's just whatever people, it's a scary time. It's a scary time for everyone. So, um, didn't get to do those gigs, but then found out a friend sent me the new updated advice from Saturday, which was actually, if you were in Sydney before midnight Friday, you don't have to do lockdown. You're fine. And that's me. So it's all okay. So I went and did the gig on Sunday night. And then last night on Monday, I did three gigs, which was just amazing. Um, and just such a relief to know that I got to do all of my gigs and because my plan... <laughs> My plan was after I got the negative result before I knew there was like three or four hours between getting my negative result and then before I knew that it was actually going to be fine for me to go and do all the gigs. Um, there were a few hours where I thought that I was technically supposed to lock down, but I had had a negative result and I was just like, fuck this. I'm just going to message everyone who I'm gigging for and ask them if it's okay if I go and do the gigs. <laughs> And like, just cop the fine, you know, like who's going to know, who's going to know that I'm from Melbourne. I'll just cop the fine if that happens. But other than that, you know, whatever, but it's still, I felt kind of dodgy about it. And I knew if I was asking people that question, it's still putting them in a weird position. But my thoughts were, and if that state of affairs had stayed the same, I'm so glad that it's a moot point now. And I don't have to grapple with this fucking you know, shitty thing that I was prepared to do. But I was kind of thinking, look, in six months time, 
after all of this, if I'd said to someone, oh, you know, I came to Melbourne, but then I had to lock down because that was the rules. And so I just stayed in my hostel for five days and didn't get to do any of my gigs. If I'd said that to someone who I'd had a gig booked for, they would have been like, oh man, you know, ah, it probably would have been fine. We would, it would have been all right. So, you know, fuck, I wish I knew then. Cause I would have been okay. We would have let it, let you do it. Cause people always like to think that they would try and bend the rules a little bit to help someone out. But it's easy to say that retrospectively. I reckon someone would have said that then, but now in the moment before when they're asked to make the decision and you don't know what's going to happen, everyone's always going to err on the side of caution. That's kind of what I was thinking was like, if I asked them in the future, they would have been fine. They would have been like, oh yeah, it would have been okay, but you know, we didn't do it. So too bad now. But at the time it's harder to make that decision because you don't know. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to make the decision and cop the, cop the fucking fine. If I get the fine but I don't think I'm going to get the fine because how is anyone going to know that I'm from Melbourne short of the fact that I'm wearing <laughs> like brown leather shoes and dress and like black pants <laughs> at Bondi beach. <laughs> that might be a tip off, but other than that, you know, and, and complaining about how the coffee is actually not as good in Sydney and it's not by the way, it, it literally isn't. Okay. So how about that? <laughs> there is, there is such a palpable and real, um, there is Jeff definitely a, a real, uh, what's the word? Um, jealousy, rivalry, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I like Sydney, man. I do. It's cool. But Bondi is not as cool as Melbourne. I was trying to explain that to this fucking French chick in my room. I was like, Bondi is nice and fun, but it's not cool like Melbourne's cool. And what I mean when I say cool is like hipster, you know, it doesn't have cool bars and cafes and shit. You can tell, here's the thing about Bondi is you can really tell that it is, uh, like it's been invented by backpackers, you know, the colorful graffiti, I mean, maybe all of this stuff that isn't done by backpackers, but it's like the backpacker energy of the place is, you really can feel it. You know, everyone's walking around like, I'm here, I'm in Bondi. It's like, you wouldn't care if you were from here or just a place in Australia. I don't know. I don't feel that same excitement. It's nice to be in Bondi. Uh, maybe it's because the weather's been shit as well, actually. The weather has been fucking garbage. Raining every day, 22 degrees, but still muggy somehow. They've done it. The Sydney people have done it. They've made it bad weather, but still I'm sweating all the time. Um, maybe the reason I want to shit on Bondi is just because I'm from Melbourne and I'm jealous. Oh. Anyway, um... So I did a gig last night. Where's my fucking water? I don't have a tea. That's why I feel we. Oh, you know what? I don't want to move my laptop because I'm scared that I'm going to move the wires and the recording's going to fuck up. So I'm not going to drink my water. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, did the gig last night. And, uh, oh, fuck. There's a guy walking past the car. He's going to hear me talking to myself. He's here with his kids. One of his kids walked past the car before and, like, walked past the open window that I've got. And I was just like, if I was doing my podcast at that moment, that kid would think I'm talking to him and he'd lean in and then maybe there'd be a child talking on my podcast and I'd have to bleep it out for the security of the young boy. Okay. That passed. Thank God. Um, yeah. Last night I did a gig 
and one of the comics, I was talking to someone who was is from Sydney but lived in Melbourne and then got out in July, came back to Sydney and just has never gone home, gone back, whatever. They escaped the long lockdown and I was talking to them about it and I was just like, you know, like it was so fucking bad. And one of these Sydney comics was just like, oh my God, yeah, I bet it was so bad with your fucking $1,500 a week from the fu- a fortnight from the fucking job seeker and then, and, 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 you know, some fucking like brown man delivering your Uber Eats every night. I'm sure it was fucking awful. It was such a bleh. And he was, I hated it because it was really funny what he was saying. I can't remember exactly the way he said it, but he was just like, just giving me shit basically for being a little self-pitying fucking pussy and um guess i haven't encountered that yet because everyone in melbourne is like yeah we take it very seriously because you know what it fucking sucked and no one would make that joke who went through it (laughs) which is just so dripping with self-pity man like if you actually went through what we went through like you wouldn't understand (laughs) but it's true all right it fucking sucked so fuck you but also yes you're right we did get you know what actually job seeker was only 1200 a fortnight so yeah how about you suck my dick with your fucking job keeper while you're on the beach and not even in restrictions and you got how about how i wonder how hard that was cunt this is what I should have said to him at the time, but I was still on my heels reeling because I'm not good at responding when someone gives me shit. I can't think in the moment. I just laugh and wait till I'm allowed the moment to speak again. <sighs> they don't get it. They don't get it up here in Sydney. They don't fucking know what we went through. And now I'm here and... The Melbourne is in lockdown again. And you know what? I don't understand what you all are going through because I'm in Sydney. But it's hard for me to be cocky. I wish I could be cocky. I think that would be really fun. But it's hard for me to be arrogant. And maybe also because of the fact that on Friday I know I'm going back and they still haven't announced that the lockdown's going to end yet. And I'm just like, can you fucking hurry up and announce it? Because I don't want to go back and be in lockdown again and not be able to do gigs. And I just, fuck this, man. Just fuck this. I fucking hate it. It's back. Um, all right. What else was I going to talk about? I'm going to go for a swim after this. I'm so excited to go for a swim. This lookout is gorgeous. The scenery around Sydney is amazing. Going for that drive was just so dope. The back windscreen wiper of the car that I hired was like on the whole time and I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And like three people drove past me and beeped me and I couldn't tell whether it was for that or because I was like going too slow because I was scared driving in Sydney. I don't know. Um, oh, I met this fucking guy on the plane. This was kind of wild. I got on the plane. Everyone's wearing their masks and the plane's packed, by the way. Masks are not doing anything on that flight. I reckon fuck the masks for a flight. If you're on a flight with someone, recycled air for an hour, and we're like, there's no empty seats. They're not leaving room. It's just packed. So what the fuck is a mask going to do at that point? Especially because they're serving drinks. So you can take your mask down to, you know, have a sip of water or, you know, a little snack or whatever. No, ugh. It's just very tokenistic at this point, isn't it? Oh, look, I'm wearing a mask. Okay, well, you know, we're in a fucking tube in the sky, breathing the same air for who knows for how fucking long. Um, anyway, 
I'm st- starting to sound like the guy that I sat next to. So I sat next to this guy and you know the kind of people who when they use their phones, it's all very slow. It's just all you can – it's like, do you use this regularly? <laughs> like I could just tell by how slowly he was using his phone that he just – he seemed dumb. Maybe he wasn't dumb. Maybe he was – just a fucking regular dude, but it just the way, and I feel like he, I don't know if I remember a hundred percent, but if in my mind, he's scrolling with his index finger, you know, <laughs> and it's like his fingers all fat and he's like, scrolling. Ooh. Um, and anyway, I was looking over his shoulder to see. <laughs> <laughs> I had to establish the fact that I thought he was dumb. So then. When I tell you guys that I'm looking over his shoulder, it's like, it's not as bad. It's fucked. I was on a plane next to a guy and I was looking at what he was doing on his phone. But anyway, I was. And um, he was on Instagram and he was scrolling and he stopped and for ages was looking at this poster for the Millions March, which I guess is the march against COVID restrictions or mask. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's on Saturday. I know because someone else was trying to tell me about it. It's on Saturday, the 20th. Look, if you guys want to go to the Millions March, all right, and fight for your fucking freedoms, it's the march um, for, it's like against immunizations and vaccines against for the COVID, which, how fucking dumb are you, man, that you're like, I don't want to wear a mask, but also I don't want to get a vaccine. Well, you know what, cunt? Maybe you're just going to fucking die then. Maybe your grandma, maybe you probably won't die because COVID's not really affecting younger people, but your grandparents are going to die or we're going to stay locked down forever. How about that, cunt? Maybe you're just going to have to give up one fucking inch of your freedom so that other people can live, you piece of shit. Oh, I got no fucking time for it, man. Fuck masks. Fuck lockdown. All right, we got a vaccine. Fuck you. I'm not getting your fucking vaccine. What do you want, cunt? What do you fucking want? Do you think that the world is just going to roll over for you so that you can keep living your stupid fucking privileged life forever and never have to change anything for anyone? You selfish fucking cunt. That's how I feel about that. And this dude was sitting next to me and I was thinking those things, all right? Because I saw him stop on the Millions March thing and then I took another second to look at his appearance and he was white and he had a shaved head and I was like, well, that's enough for me. And uh, and then I kept looking over his shoulder and uh, he scrolled down to like one more picture <laughs> and it was like a picture of some like, guy must have been, you know, 35, 40. Picture was of some chick who would have been like in her early 20s and she was just like wearing a tight fitting dress and... Um, he like looked at it for a while, zoomed on it, and then index finger on the comment. Was it a comment? Or maybe he even private messaged her. I can't remember. But he wrote, and it took him like a minute. <laughs> he just wrote, so pretty, <laughs> exclamation mark. And then like looked at his handiwork for a second and then just went, send. And I was like, yeah, brother, maybe you should invite her to the march. (laughs) So I'm having all of these fucking holier than thou up on my high horse thoughts about how this guy's dumb and I'm smart and he's, you know, an anti-vaxxer and I'm just a fucking genius because I believe in left-wing politics. And anyway, I'm like 
catching myself because I know this is the kind of like self-righteous prick that I hate and that's, you know, who I've become sitting there thinking I'm right on the plane. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and figure out a way to talk to this guy. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to talk to this guy and uh, and just understand who he is as a person because I bet he's just like a really good guy, you know? And I've got a copy of the Guardian Weekly in my bag and like maybe I'll give it to him and see what he thinks, you know, just like of a different viewpoint and a different way of looking at the world. I suck, basically. I was the whole time thinking in my head, trying to figure out a way to talk to him. And then the people came past with the drinks trolleys and they were like, you know, anyone want some drinks? And this dude goes, I'll have a tea and like a biscuit or some shit or like a tea and some chips, some thing like that. A, a tea. It was definitely a tea and, uh, and some sort of snack. I was like, really, man, you don't want a liter of gin? No, not a liter of fucking of Jim Bean, a tea and some snack. And it cost seven bucks. They were like seven bucks and, and they gave it to him. And I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> This is it. This is where I connect with the Mr. Racist. Mr. Anti-Vaxxer right wing, man. It's a bringing together of the culture war and the social divide. That's what I'm going to do. I'm a bridge. Three, two, one. Oh, seven bucks for a tea and a, co- a tea and a bicky, huh, brother? It's <laughs> That's what I said to him. I was just like, whoa. Tea and a bicky, seven bucks, hey man, fucking hell, these airlines, am I right? And he just go, he just barely looked at me, he just went, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He literally just said, I don't care. And as soon as he said that and shot down my attempt to, you know, befriend him and bring him into the files, just like, you know what, can't fuck you. I hope you die of COVID. Just in my head, I immediately switched from like, I'm going to, you know, befriend this guy and, and like mend the rifts in our society to like, fuck you, can't die. Hope you choke on your bicky and fall out of the sky, you fucking white cunt. So yeah, look, I didn't solve anything. But I got to feel validated in my anger. I had another guy yesterday message me, a uh, Melbourne comic, not even, I don't know if he's actually like does comedy that much or what. I haven't seen him in ages, but he's from comedy circles and he messaged me and was just like, yeah, you want to come to this? And I was like, going to try again, right? I'm going to try again to connect in a way that's not self-righteous. I'm not going to say anything about myself. He's approached me, so I'm just going to try and understand where he's coming from. Uh, You know what? Maybe I'll even read the exchange. Here we go. That's a fun way to end the pod, I reckon. Where is it? Can't. Where is it? Not there. Not you. There it is. All right. He said... Hey, brah, want to come to a protest on Saturday? And I said, hey, mate, what's the protest about? And he said, I think it's against oppression, but trying to get all the Melbourne comedians together. At that point, I'm like, how are you inviting me to a protest when you don't know what it's about? But it's okay. At this point, I'm also suspicious that he does know what it's about. And he's just trying to recruit people along without telling them what it's about because he's scared that they won't agree with it and then they won't come. 
but I'm not voicing that. And like inside, I'm just thinking like, and I looked on his page and I saw that he was like posting about the millions March. So I'm like, okay, it's that I'm feeling the anger. I'm like, you know, these fucking cunts, whatever the things that I said before, I said, what oppression is it against? Ha ha. I'd want to know what a March is about before going. And he said, the lockdowns and that. And I said, Here's, this is the bit that I was proud of. I said, oh, yeah? What about them? And uh, this is me still, like, hopefully not letting any of my feelings about the subject show and just trying to understand where this dude's coming from. This is what I'm trying to do. And I don't want him to feel attacked if he doesn't agree with me. Because you know what? He doesn't have to agree with me. That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to be someone who doesn't make people feel attacked for having a different view on the world to me. That would be very cool if I could do that. And clearly I'm not there yet because I was just screaming five minutes ago in this car about a man who wouldn't talk to me on a plane. <laughs> I said, oh yeah, what about them? He said, I don't like them. You don't have to come to that. We'll probably have drinks after if you don't want to march. And I said, good for you for standing up for something you believe in, man. What don't you like about the lockdowns? And he said, the mental illness and shit. Just come on Saturday and I'll talk with you then. It's mainly about unifying the MCC brackets, Melbourne comedy community. I like your comedy, bro. Um, that obviously made me feel good. The fact that he said, I like your comedy. Again, the skeptic in me is like, maybe he's just saying that to get me to come to the march. Maybe he's saying that to everyone. I wonder how many people he messaged, but I'm not saying that because that's just my fucking shit coming in. A guy just said, thanks, mate. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate it. To be honest, I have work on Saturday and I wouldn't go to a political event unless I really understood and felt strongly about the cause, but I'd be happy to talk to you on here about it. And he said, it's more just a gathering, starting to rally people together to do more stuff together. I said, well, I hope it's a great time, mate. And if you ever want to chat on here, don't hesitate. And then he tried to call me and I didn't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll call him back i don't know i don't fucking know this guy from a bar of soap to be honest and um you know what i will call him back i'm gonna call him back later today all right how about that maybe not later today i'll call him back at some point or just talk to him at some point because i would like to see what he's got to say and to see if he is actually a crap wait is this I, i'm not gonna say the guy's name but actually i'm scared maybe it's the guy who fucking did a bunch of, like, oh, God, now I'm worried. Is this the guy who desecrated the memorial of that comedian who was, just, like, raped and murdered? Oh, God, is it? Fuck, it actually might be. Uh, um, uh, I'm just looking it up now. I'm not going to say his name. dun 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 dun, dun, dun. No, no, no. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's not. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's... Oh, I don't fucking know what's going on. Wait. Oh, oh, no, it might be. Oh, I got the wrong name. Fuck, it actually might be. I'm, I'm really sorry. I know I'm taking ages here and this is bad podcasting. What a fucking departure from my normally slick program. Da-da-da-da. Uh, uh. No, it's not. Oh, thank God. There's a comedian out there who desecrated the grave of the 
of Eurydice Dixon who was raped and murdered in fucking Victoria Park a few years ago and I thought that that was him who I was talking to but I don't think it is I'm gonna double check to be sure if that's him then obviously I'm just fucking blocking the cunt whatever anyway this has gone on way too long you guys have been great thank you for listening you guys have been great (laughs) I don't know if you've been great or not you know what maybe fuck you maybe fuck you or thank you depending on how you've responded to this um that's the pod for this week. Thanks for listening so much, guys. If you're in Sydney, come and see... What can you come and see? ACAB on Thursday sold out. I've got some gigs tonight, but you probably won't hear this tonight. Maybe come on tomorrow. I'm doing uh, Running New Jokes at The Running Joke, uh, which should be really fun. Other than that, have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. This has been Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. Peace.